Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Lee Road Baptist Church Online Sunday morning gathering. Come on this morning as we share some music together. There's going to be interviews later on. Uh, we're going to see uh, some new videos. There's some uh, in, uh, one or two exciting things coming up as far as reopening church and all sorts of things. So uh, glad you're here. Let's uh, worship together. Let's pray. Sovereign God, we come again wherever we are to offer you our worship, to give you praise and glory, honour and thanksgiving that you and you alone deserve. We come in awe and wonder, humility and reverence, joy and celebration, for you are a gracious and loving God, the creator of the ends of the earth, the giver of life in all its fullness. Lord, hear and receive our prayer. But we don't just come bringing our praise, we also come bringing our confession. For we know that we have failed you in so much. We've not always worshipped you as we should. We've not always shown proper gratitude for all you have given us. We've not always looked for your guidance. Nor have we always followed it when you give it. We've not always loved one another as our neighbours as much as we love ourselves. And there have been times when we have been thoughtless and careless and selfish and in so much else we should not have been. So we come today with sorrow and a sense of shame, throwing ourselves once again at your mercy, depending on your grace to hold us, to lift us up and renew us once more. So grant us your forgiveness and give us time and opportunity for repentance. Use this time we have together this morning to touch our hearts, to speak to our minds, to transform our lives. And we ask this in the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So thank you to the Pickfords for that excellent introduction to our worship this morning. It was morning. great, wasn't it? It was made several months ago. I imagine, like all of us, our hair is a lot longer now and, and people are growing up very quickly. But um, it's, it's just such a delight to see, especially some of the younger uh, folk of the church. We'll see some of them in a moment as well, some of the older, uh, younger folk. It'll be really good. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm, I'm doing well. And there's all sorts of people signing in and uh, making comments. That drone footage, for those of you that, uh, that came in to the uh, gathering a bit late this morning. You missed some great drone footage. Jamie, uh, uh, someone that's a, a, a friend of LRBC, has put some drone footage together, and uh, it's great. And we're going to play it at the end, uh, yeah. after the blessing. So if you didn't see it, it's uh, it's really worth watching. It's all a part of just coming together and recognising God's world and uh, and thanking him uh, for that and seeing uh, seeing the others too fantastic i'm so grateful that you had a, a very spiritual way of looking at it i was thinking we should play church bingo and have a list of all the places that they've got a spot as the oh. footage zooms around see if you can see your house put yeah, it up in the comments can... if you can see anything you like we could do that as well we? you know, that would be uh, that would be great but there's all sorts of comments of people uh, uh signing in this morning and uh, it's it's great to see you all there if you haven't signed in or you haven't sent a message do send something across. Uh, that'd be really great. Yeah, and especially 
in the form of an answer to a question. As always, yeah. we, we like to pose a question for your engagement that will be relevant to the to the sermon a little later on in the service. And Andrew's come up with another cracking question today. Do you want to introduce it? Yeah, of course. So here's my question for us this morning for you to uh, answer in the comments or make some suggestions. Apart from the place uh, where you currently live, where do you feel most at home? So apart from where you currently live, where do you feel most at home for me there are two places it's 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 in the west country in cornwall particularly but also north up in northumberland um is a is another place for me but uh cornwall uh definitely is a is a place where i uh i i feel at home what about you steve i mean you're you're from this neck of the woods so this is it I really am. isn't it yeah i i went to priory park yesterday which is where my my gran used to live when i was young and there are bits of south end i don't venture to very often that feel incredibly nostalgic as home but i think it's such a brilliant question because there are all sorts of things that make places feel like home it's not just well i don't know people will interpret it in different ways the thing that first came to mind for me was greenbelt because it's a, a Christian festival that I go to every year in the summer. I've been going there for the last 12 or 13 years. And I sort of drive into the grounds wherever it's held, and it's been held in different places. It's not such so much the physical location as the environment and the culture in which I'm entering. But it's like a whole weight gets just lifted off my shoulders as I drive through the gate and relax into a place that I feel very comfortable and at home. So that was the first thing that came to mind. But lots of people have lots of different ways of interpreting the question. We'd yeah. love to hear your answers. That would be uh, that'd be really good to hear that. So, Steve, next Saturday we've got uh, an online event which uh, we want to talk a little bit about, don't we? We've got the next uh, LICC uh, event. Yeah, we, we do. And um, we're going to show a video about that in a second. But I insisted that I was part of the introduction to this video because last time we showed it, I was properly stitched up. So we'll talk a little bit about it afterwards and see where we go. David, perhaps we can show the video. 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. Now I'm not in bed today, uh, I'm doing my, my exercise. <laughs> I, w I wonder what you've been doing to try and sustain yourself during lockdown. It's been so tough, hasn't it? I, I know for me, I was getting into some really bad habits. I wasn't exercising. Um, in the evening, we're eating crisps and drinking wine and, and binging on Netflix. Not, not the healthiest kind of options. So I've started running again and doing a, doing a few press-ups during my working day just to try and keep on top of things. How we sustain ourselves is really important. And the next session we have in our learning hub, our third session, is asking the question, how do we develop a spiritual formation culture within a, a whole life disciple making church. We're going to be meeting together next on Saturday the 13th of March and we'll be meeting from 10 to 1. We'll be doing this session again online but you'd be welcome to join us. When you think about the spiritual temperature of our country during this time there has been a lot of interest. We've heard about increased numbers of people praying, increased numbers of people joining with churches in their online services. <laughs> it was funny, last month we had suddenly a spike in ours as we saw over a thousand hits on our YouTube service and then we discovered it was some Trump bots who were infiltrating uh, our account. 
so disappointing. And that man has uh, is to blame for so many things, isn't he? But when you think about spiritual formation, the reality is at the moment, they say that in the Christian community, in the church generally, across all denominations, the people today who call themselves Christians are biblically illiterate. And the other reality is that, the, that we've discovered that many Christians don't attempt to practice any of the core practices like prayer or, or Bible reading, let alone any other form of spiritual practice. What's going on? In this session that we'll be looking at, we'll be thinking about how do we develop that culture within our church? In fact, we'll be asking ourselves, how do the regular practices of church when we join together like communion and prayer and preaching and even the coffee time that we share together afterwards, how do those practices form us for when we find ourselves in our Monday to Saturday lives? <clears throat> how does our time around the communion table shape our life around the office table or the coffee uh, table or the dining table in the midst of our family. We'll be exploring this together uh, in this third session. So come and join us Saturday the 13th of March 10 to 1. You can get the details from your administrator or from your church pastor and we'll begin the session with a workout. If you want to see your pastor attempt 10 press-ups then come along and we'll give it a go. I look forward to seeing you there. I, I emphasise attempt ten press ups. Um, well, last time I said that's that's your domain, didn't I? <laughs> we'll, we'll, young, see, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it, it, I think good. at this time, particularly, it's a really key thing to be thinking about our practices and our rhythm of spirituality. And uh, you know, we, we'll be talking a little bit later about how we're um, going to be reopening the church for services. Yeah. And there'll be all sorts of excitement and anxiety in equal measure, I'm sure, felt amongst the congregation about that. But a chance to pause and to think about the way we engage in our spiritual lives in order to have a sustainability to it, I think, couldn't be a more timely um, thing to, for us to be considering. So how do we book on, Andrew? Well, let's just emphasise that this is an online uh, event uh, and some of us were involved in it last time but i really encourage you know if you're a small group leader if you're part of the leadership team if you're involved in our children's and youth work uh but for anyone this is this is really helpful input for us all uh, and we can do that so if you go onto our website to our, uh to uh, licc uh, uk forward slash box office then you can book there and there's an opportunity to give a donation to help us to fund this. So that'd be great. So once you've done that, you'll be sent a code. And then on Saturday, you can uh, you can come in and join that. And Steve's always good value. Uh, uh, we've got to know him. I've known him a long time, as you know, but I think the church is getting to know him. Well, hopefully he won't be doing his own exercises, but who knows with Steve? He could be. <laughs> but joking, joking apart, the content will be great. And something yeah. you're absolutely right in what you say, Steve, it's something I think really important. It's timely, isn't it? Yeah, it, it will be great. And just, just to, I, I know it's a, a slip of the tongue, but it's not licc.org, it's lrbc.org. LRBC, our our church website forward slash lrbc.org.uk forward slash box office. You can book in there. That would be really brilliant. 
Thank you, Andrew. Now we have a um, an introductory video now for our sermon. Uh, we've we've been covering the story of the prodigal son or the extravagant God, as we've been calling it for some time now. And each week we're trying to find a new way, a new version of the Bible to to bring it to add a little bit of, of freshness to the story. Um, and we have our youth group space to thank for this week's. I should say paraphrased uh, version of this wonderful parable. So over to space. Thank you very much. There once was a farmer who had two sons. They all worked on the farm together, all digging away. But one day, the younger son got fed up. He threw down his spade and he stomped up to his dad and he said, Dad, I can't wait for you to die. Give me my share of your money now. And his dad handed over the money. The boy jumped for joy. I'll be the money! He shouted, I'll be the money! 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 And he set out on a long journey away from home waving goodbye as he did. He got to a great city in a foreign land and went on a wild spending spree with new clothes, which he loved to model, and lots of drinks that he loved to drink, and wild parties where there was wild dancing. Until, of course, the money ran out, and all of his friends left him, and he waved goodbye to them as they disappeared from sight. And the only job he could find was cleaning out pigs. He had to hold his nose, the smell was so repugnant. And he had nothing to eat. His belly was empty. And he slaved there miserably for ages until one day he came to his senses, hitting his forehead and remembering. And he wondered how he got into such a mess. How did I get into such a mess? Well, thank you to Space for that innovative uh, part of uh, our service this morning. More of that next week. Now, by any standards, the year 2020 was an exceptional one, wasn't it? What with one thing and another. However much we've carried over into 2021, along with lockdown three and the vaccine rollout and the implications for Brexit, 2021 is already proving to be another memorable year. The disruptions of the last 12 months shine a light onto all the issues and problems that quite often most politicians try to bury that we are in for another year of massive roller coaster year is already proving to be true. What's going to happen 
What's going to happen when uh, things suddenly start to open up? We don't know. Can we book our holiday? Can we go and kiss our, kiss our granny? Can we see our children? All those sorts of questions. The reality is that for many of us, we'd like a bit of calm, wouldn't we? Where things are just predictable, perhaps just for a little while, so that we can have a sense of, of peace on earth again. Now, over this last year, many of us have felt isolated from friends and family. For some, the phrase home has taken on a, a, a deeper meaning. Perhaps you have more deeply appreciated the place where you currently live. Or perhaps you long to be somewhere else where you feel more at home. Now, leaving home for whatever reason can be challenging. Perhaps you have to do it because of university or, or work moves you on. Perhaps you're ejected for some reason from your home. Perhaps you're fleeing abuse. Perhaps we just need some space or it's just the right time to branch out on our own. This story that Jesus tells that we've been looking at for some weeks now, the story of the two sons, it's the younger brother who can't wait to leave home. And we've come to the point where we need to look at this younger brother. He came to the point where he needed to leave home. He couldn't wait to leave, leave his father, leave his brother, leave his relatives and the community where he'd spent all his life. His desire was to leave. And now that he had the means, he could hardly wait to make his escape. But his father he says. He says to him, look, with or without you, I'm going to do life my way. And he left not only his home and his family, but he left his cultural heritage and his faith. He was looking for something different, somewhere different, where he might find what he was looking for. But after trying the different of walking to the beat of a different drum, he expected a better life, but he was clearly disappointed. He still hadn't found what he was looking for. He was stuck in a moment and he just couldn't get out of it. Now, this story that Jesus tells is one of three. They're sort of lost and found stories, and they're all in this section of the Bible. There's one about a lost sheep. There's one about uh, losing a high-value coin. And there's this one about the lost sons. And set in a wider theme seen throughout the Bible of exile and homecoming. We might say it's in the wider theme that is the story of humanity. Now, for some of us, home is where we wake up each morning. Others would agree with Marvin Gaye and Paul Young and say, wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. Now, for some of us, home is a fixed, dependable refuge. For others, well, for others of us, home is a place we carry within ourselves because it's not about a fixed location. This young man begins to long for home. Well, don't we all from time to time? And for some of us, home in its deepest sense of a place is where we belong, where we're accepted, where we find peace. A place that's absolutely right for us. It, it absolutely fits and suits us. It's comfortable. It's 
powerful but elusive, though, as a concept for many. And I wonder if our desire for home is about being reunited with something in the universe from which we're actually cut off. Now, my wife and I share our lives with an ebullient Jack Russell. And that Jack Russell always seems to be on the wrong side of the door. Other pet owners will recognise this. Home for you or I might feel like that. It seems as though we're on the outside rather than the inside. We're on the wrong side of the door. At a deep level, I wonder if we are all like this younger brother, exiles, longing for true home, longing to be on the other side of the door. The message of the Bible is that humanity is, we're all a band of exiles. We're trying to get home. And therefore, this younger son's prodigal story is a story about you and me. It's a story for all of us. In the Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, the author uses these words, which you'll find familiar. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. It speaks to something of old, coming and coming again into the newness of time. Hopes and fears, longing and fulfilment. It speaks of home. So what about you and me? What restless longings do you or I have for peace, for fulfilment, for home? Where has our imagination taken us during this pandemic period, hoping against hope for the coming of something, I don't know, something that we can't yet fully see, where the hopes and fears of all this last year and this year as well meet in our life? Well, that's where God is. God still being born in the stillness of a deep and dreamless sleep, as the carol says. Hope is born. And at Christmas, that hope has a name. Jesus. Some of you will be familiar with the American poet Robert Frost in his well-known poem, Death of the Hired Man. Frost portrays the need to forgive and accept people for who they are. And he writes this, home is where when you have to go there, they have to let you in. I wonder if that sounds familiar to you this morning. It certainly rings well with me. Like the younger brother in Jesus' story, we find ourselves on the outside wanting to get through to the inside. We haven't found what we're looking for. And in spite of our pride, all that we can't leave behind has drawn us back towards the door. Earlier on, I said that this young man left not only his home and his family, but also his cultural heritage and his faith. And I wonder how many of those things relate to us wherever we are this morning. Maybe we've been tempted or we have thrown the baby out with the bathwater. 
We've made an avoidable error. We've rejected something precious. Perhaps that's our faith. Perhaps. And our exterior, our bravado, might display something different. Our ego and self-reliance might cover that up. Our logic, our scientific rational thinking and beliefs may reject such thoughts. But sometimes when we leave home, we reject our heritage and our faith. And we throw the baby out with the bathwater. And we want to retrieve some of that. But at our deepest level, are we all looking for home? I think we probably are. And what is that? As the young man found, it's unconditional love and it's acceptance of an extravagant God. Let's pause for a moment and then I'm going to pray. Father God, we thank you for this image in this story. And some of us this morning, if we're honest, we are stuck in a moment and we just can't seem to get out of it. We long for home and yet getting there is a challenge. We have rejected perhaps faith when we've rejected other things. Maybe we've rejected our genetic family or something of the heritage of how and where and when we were brought up. Maybe we've rejected a group of people, but we haven't rejected you. Or if we have, it's almost by mistake. Lord, this morning we want to say perhaps we've made a mistake and we've rejected you when it was other things that we were rejecting. Help us to have that knowledge that you're there to welcome us. And you're there to accept us without any attachments. We just thank you that you will be the ultimate father, that you are almighty God and you welcome all of us. Help us to think of what redefining hope might be as we respond to you, our extravagant God. Amen. Yeah. What um, more can you say? Great. And thanks to Space for that innovative uh, interpretation of uh, of the story of uh, of the Lost Sons. Yeah. Um, we, we only saw part of that, so I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing the well, rest of week. it in due course, maybe next week, maybe yeah, another time be. soon. We'll carry that on. Uh, I mean, I, I love it when the songs that we choose, not always in full knowledge of where the sermon's heading or going, just comes together and so beautifully. And uh, I think it really emphasised the points that you were you were bringing out. There's been lots of replies on yeah. social media to where um, people feel at home. Uh, I'm not going to read them all because there's just too many of them, but just a few to emphasise. Um, Angela's written Suffolk, where my paternal grandparents lived and lots of my family uh, still live there. Um, Rowena has just put this, well, it, it just summarises exactly how I feel about this. It says, I feel at home where loving family or true friends gather, wherever that may be. However, as an actual physical place is concerned, it has to be the Chilterns area. And a number of these comments are, are sort of referring to places where they have experienced or can experience the love of family and friends. And uh, from what I could tell from your, your sermon, this is the point, that coming home for the sun wasn't about going back to the house he once lived in. 
But as much as, you know, everybody loves their own warm bed, <laughs> you know, I'm sure there was part of that was incredibly comforting. But that place wouldn't have been home if his father wasn't there. And and uh, so the call to coming home, to come to where you are, is a call to come into the loving arms of a father that unconditionally loves you, as you said in the last few words of your sermon, that place of extravagant acceptance as we are into the loving embrace of, of the God that will never turn away from us. I, I found that incredibly impactful, really helpful. I'm sure others did as well. Oh, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I found it really moving this morning. It's great how things like that just come and shock you every now and again. Um, is there anything else you'd like to emphasise on that, Andrew? I just, I just think it's this thing about things we reject. You know, things that we say, this isn't for me, and and, and and we reject it. We throw the baby out of the bathwater. And I particularly just wanted to say this about things of faith. You know, there are, there are folk that you and I know that we all know who have rejected faith or church or, or, or whatever they want to call it. But I think sometimes those people that uh, that I know who are in that context haven't necessarily rejected faith. What they've rejected is some of the trappings of faith. Yeah, It may be a community, like a, a church group, or it might be a particular person who they think has let them down. Many, many years ago, I worked with someone, Steve. He, he was my boss. He was a great guy. Um, and he'd been, a, uh, he'd been heavily involved in, in a faith community in his younger years, and he had been trained as a leader, and he was in, involved. In, in quite a, a reasonable way in his location. And he rejected all of that because the person who he saw as the person who'd inspired him, he discovered was not everything that he said he was. Hmm. So this, this guy who was my boss rejected everything because of that. And I can remember sitting down and having more than, than one uh, uh, post-work uh, drink with him, mm. where he was very open with. He knew he knew I had a faith and, and my involvement, and he said to me, "He said I've never really rejected God. It's mm. some of the things around that." And I think this prodigal story says to me, "Look, sometimes we need to go and do our own thing. Mm. Sometimes it means rejecting our heritage." And but actually, my experience is that people aren't necessarily rejecting God. They're Rejecting stuff around him. Yeah. And this story is about saying, look, you can still come home. Yeah. It's not about that. Yeah. It's uh, uh, I'm still interested in you. There's still acceptance. You know, you may have said all sorts of things. I talked about, you know, various things towards the end. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a really strong thing that I'd like yeah. to leave people with, that I'm not necessarily talking to those who are in the middle of our, commun our church community. Yeah, I may be. But I'm particularly talking about those who are on the edge, yeah. who are just looking back in and saying, uh, and I'm saying, look, you may have found all sorts of things difficult, but God's never rejected you. And most importantly, probably you've never really rejected him. Yes, you may have been upset by something. You may have found something difficult. Let's be honest, we all do. Um, but God's never given up on you. And probably you've never really given up on faith. It's just some of the trappings. Yeah. Home is never 
a perfect place. No. You, you know, none of our homes, as we think about them now, are, ex are exactly as we would want them to be, both physically and in the interrelationships that go on in home. It can be an uncomfortable place. Yeah. But I think it's when you walk away that you start to realise what you lose when you allow those imperfections to dominate where you sit and where you land. And I just, you know, being in God's arms is is just the most important place to be. And in terms of what he has given us as an expression of that loving physical welcome, the church is a really sound place to go looking for that. And it isn't perfect. There is plenty wrong with, with our church, with, ed, with, with any and every church. But, sh but my prayer and my hope is that when, when people uh, can accept that and to recognise that it is still a place where God can be found, then those imperfections are worth working through. They are. It also puts an onus on those of us who are still within church that when yes. folks start to come yes. back, that they're accepted for who they are. It doesn't matter what, what yes. who they yes. are, yes. Yes. what they've done. You know, and sometimes we put our feet in first doubly, and yes. that can really mess things up. Yeah, yeah. What it's our, it's it's our just place. To be, it just, just come back. It's fine. There's a place yeah. at the table for you. There's a knife and fork. Get on with it, and we'll include yeah. you. Not with conditions, not with us putting uh, yeah. things on you. Just come and sit down. It's fine. Yeah. That, that's an, a great example. We've talked a lot about how we can get different things by putting ourselves in different positions within the story. Yeah. And it's at that moment we have to embrace the, the loving embrace of the Father and to, to become that for those yeah. who are just looking with humility for a, for a way in. It's just so critically important. I'm sure we're going to come back to that theme oh, on numerous will. occasions over the and coming years. Steve, you know that probably my favourite verse in the Bible is this very simple. It says, accept one another then as God accepts you. That's it. And if we can't do that, if we try and put conditions, that's when people will disappear again. Yeah. But that's why some people have gone, not from faith, but from what we yeah. what we add on that shouldn't be there. So there's there's two messages there, isn't there? Everyone's welcome. But when people come back in, those of us that are there, let's not be an older brother. Let's yeah. go into the feast and sit down and get on with it. Anyway, really good. Enough. No, that's great. That's really brilliant. Thank you so much for that summary. Um, we're going to move on into a, a little time of um, some notices. There are some key ones coming up, so please don't go just yet. Uh, the first one is introduced with um, a, a video that has been put together by uh, BMS World Mission that is one of, our, uh, one of the members of our Baptist family, uh, but it goes way beyond that, and I'll explain it in a moment. Perhaps we can watch uh, that video now. COVID-19 has affected us all, and in this struggle, as individuals and as nations, we don't need to continue on alone. Countries that rank lowest in the Human Development Index have had to battle to test and record virus deaths, sometimes hiding COVID's devastating effects. As a global network of Christians, we are determined. Determined to shrink the spread and protect our world from COVID-19 simultaneously. No one should be disqualified from a place in a COVID-free world due to where they live or how much they earn. To get through this pandemic together, we must defeat COVID everywhere, and quickly. Collectively, we stand both in prayer for those who have suffered, and in hope that our world will choose equity, including for the most vulnerable. You've been here from the start. Let's stay until the end. Is this the future you long to see? 
So as many of you will know, I spend half my weeks in a secondment with the Baptist Union, and it's been part of my privilege to be involved with all of those that have put this petition together, uh, COVID Free World Petition. And we would encourage you to visit the website, have a look at the um, the fundamental asks of the petition. And if you could, uh, please do sign it. Essentially, it's asking for four things. Uh, the first is to enhance our aid budgets and um, many of you will have noticed that in recent days our government has decided to cut its aid budget um, but this petition is asking them to change their mind and to call other governments to do the same in response to the humanitarian impacts and recovery of covid second thing is that we must have this strong international cooperation amongst the global community and global condemnation of vaccine nationalism and this is something that i know at our heart we know is unethical that countries should be um uh preventing others from from uh uh, from receiving the equitable amounts of vaccine that is needed uh, and, and for countries not to be selfish with it but to be open and to share. Uh, third ask is um, for the governments to enable manufacturers to commit supplies to poorer nations and supply um, vaccines at cost. Uh, this is slightly tied into the COVAX project that some of you would hear about, and our government is taking part in that, but it is scratching the surface of the need in the developing world. And then lastly, uh, commitment to collective support for research in preventing future pandemics. So if those asks resonate with you, then please do visit uh, covidfreeworld.org.uk and join the rest of our Baptist family worldwide in asking our governments for, for that fairness in a recovery to a COVID-free world. Um, next, we have a communion service uh, on, on Wednesday. Uh, we were talking earlier about these practices, spiritual practices that enable our spiritual growth and development. Communion is one of those things that I've missed. Um, perhaps I hadn't anticipated how important it was to me before all of this happened. Uh, this morning is the first Sunday of the month and we would ordinarily be having communion with one another um, but it's not been possible we do our best through zoom and uh, this wednesday at 7 30 you'll have an opportunity to meet with one another and share communion in your homes um, if you need a link for that please do check the emails that's been coming out uh, food bank as always the donation points are open on sunday monday and wednesdays from 10 till 11 uh, at church your donations are greatly welcome uh, at those times uh, we'd ask uh, if you are able to give to donate to the church, then please, uh, please do so whatever, um, in whatever way you can. We've tried to create these simple ways of doing it. You can donate £5 by texting LRBC to 70970 or donate £10 by texting the words or the letters LRBC to 70191 or you can donate any amount online at lrbc.org.uk. Uh, forward slash give we we, know, we don't say that in a in a way to sort of uh, reiterate the importance and, and to compel you to give this is an act of worship if it is at all possible uh, but the church is is very much in need of, of any financial um, support we can get so please do give that prayerful consideration after the service uh, today we're going to meet online for uh, coffee and uh, again the the zoom link will have been emailed uh, to you for that it's a really important time of just gathering for that post service uh, chit chat and i've really appreciated it since it's been there you'll notice in the service this morning we haven't done prayers for 
for others and prayers for the family, um, of which there are a number of key ones at the moment, two or three members of our, uh, our church in hospital going through uh, extremely difficult times. For their privacy, we don't share those details through our online services, but perhaps we'll be able to give you a bit of an update in the coffee room. So please do join us after the service. That would be great. And then next Sunday, um, we have two services. We have an on-site service at nine o'clock. Uh, it will be uh, with all the same restrictions that we had last time we were opening up. You'll need to bring your face masks with you and observe all the various uh, COVID restrictions that, that we need to put in place. And we do need to book in advance. So again, please go to lrbc.org.uk forward slash box office to let us know if you're able uh, to come to that. It would be really wonderful. And then at 10.30, we will be online uh, as 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 usual until Easter Day when we hope to be opening up uh, in both services on site. Please do subscribe on YouTube, uh, like and share on Facebook as much as you uh, as you feel able. It just helps other people engage in the services and we know that there are others that perhaps weren't part of our community before all of this has started that have found us somehow along the way and you sharing and liking and subscribing really does enable people to find us. So thank you so much for being part of our service today. I'm going to pass back to Andrew, who's going to pray a blessing over us. And then we're going to have a last uh, a last song and perhaps we might show that uh, drone footage again. Over to Andrew. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for joining us. It's been great to see you this morning. Bye for now. <laughs>